What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Constance the Podcast. I'm your host, Constance Annan. If you are new here and you are listening on podcast streaming platforms, head on over to YouTube because this is a visual podcast, meaning you can watch my ass in motherfucking person. Look, I told myself I was going to start today's episode, no cussing, and the cussing that came out, I'm telling you, sometimes I feel convicted, but today we're really going to work on it. Anyways, new episodes drop daily. This is a visual podcast, the best podcast in the motherfucking world, and I have some great news for you guys. Constance, the podcast is going on tour. Woo! Live tour. I'll be coming to a city near you. Get your tickets quickly because we don't want you to miss it. I'm going to sell out quickly. So get right. Honestly, that was a lie. I'm practicing, okay? I told y'all I don't lie, but I'm practicing for the day that that's really going to be something that I get on here and say, how excited were you guys? Comment down below. Let me know what was going through your body. Were you like, oh my God, yes, I get to meet this girl in person. Or were you like, girl, you ain't going on no damn tour. If you felt that way, get right from within because I'm going on tour one day, someday. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I was in the shower just imagining like the next stages of life. Not next stages, but like big projects that I want to do within this um, industry that I will not speak on just yet. I'm in a great mood. In a mindset of positivity. I'm feeling good. I hope y'all are feeling the same way. Yesterday I did something, y'all. I got a library card. I got a library card and I got a new book. The book is The Coldest Winter Ever. Now, before we get into it, I was just reminded that I told myself I would do something. So we're going to talk about this new book. But I complain all the time about this fucking laptop. We got to work on the custom. I complain about my setup. I complain a lot, right? Or I talk a lot about it. Not necessarily complaints. Anyways, I'm going to be more intentional about asking you guys for this one thing. My cash app. Dollar sign, Constantine one. Okay, it's going to be on the screen. It's in the description box. If you feel moved and touched to send me some money to get my um, equipment updated and upgraded, please do so. Let God use you in a good way this week. But really, no pressure. Honestly, just if you feel like cash having me, my cash app is always going to be in the description box. I'm going to try to remember to say it every episode because I need some money, nigga. The fuck I'm going to do with... No money. All right, you guys. That was a TikTok reference. I hope y'all got it. Let's get back into the book, right? So I got this new book. And I'm thinking this might be the next Cliff Notes, The Constance Way book. So it is called The Coldest Winter Ever. It is by Sister Soldier. And I actually found this book by Googling books like the Power series. I told you guys I'm a Power fan. And so I was really looking for something that would give me the same energy so far so good so I want to do this as a new book club book I'm encouraging you guys to go get it this is a very popular book uh like three four people after I posted it on Instagram told me that I would enjoy this read um it's very popular sister soldier was on the breakfast club a year ago talking about this series I think there are a couple other books that fall in line with it um, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do the book club with you guys I'm not sure if I'm going I think right now it's looking like I'm going to read a few pages or chapters a day and then the next day come and talk to y'all about it probably so and if you're not reading it you get to be a part of it as if it's like a show and I'm recapping the show I don't know I feel like it'd be very hard for me to do a full-on review because I don't want to forget things so what I did is I set a 20-minute timer this morning right and I was like let me read just for 20 minutes I read some last night but I intentionally set a 20-minute timer so that I could have some time to read and the 20-minute timer went off and I was like no I gotta read more so I set a 10-minute timer 10-minute timer went off and I was like no I gotta read more so I set another 10-minute timer 
So I'm trying to think, should we go into the book now? I think we should get into, I'm not going to go too much into the book just because I want to give you guys a chance to pick it up. No, I changed my mind. We're going to talk about it. Okay, sorry. Very indecisive this morning. I'm like, what do I do? You guys can tell I'm really excited about the book because it's a really good book. For one, I haven't read a fiction book in a long freaking time. So, um, yeah, having this book and I don't know. I'm just excited. It's about black people, right? The story is about a girl named Winter. Winter's daddy is kingpin, right? It's giving Big Willie energy. This nigga has a very clean, well-set organization. I don't know what drugs it is that he's actually selling, but he is, you know, kingpin. He runs shit on his block. That's Winter's dad. Winter's mom, pretty woman that gets what she wants because her husband is kingpin. All right. Winter has three other sisters, two twins that are like eight months old, a sister that is eight years old. And Winter is at this stage of the book, 16 years old. Uh, their dad moves them from the hood. They move from out of Brooklyn, New York to some uppity area. I don't remember exactly where the area is. Winter's upset about this change because she's been in the hood and from the hood her whole life. And she's having that energy. Like, why are we running away? The dad moved them obviously, because at some point in time, you got to move up out of the hood, get your family, right? Make sure shit is safe. Make sure y'all are well protected. You know, at 16, you swear you know everything. So Winter's in that phase and that energy where she's like, no, I ain't got to run away. Not run away, but I'm not hiding from nothing. You don't need to protect me. And I want to be with my friends. I want to be in Brooklyn. I want to be around the niggas. Not niggas like as in men or boys. Niggas as in black people. Okay. So she is very freaking disobedient. And she tries to find ways to get back to Brooklyn. I'm at like, well, where am I at right now? think i'm only on page 38 what chapter is this chapter four i'm on chapter four okay so y'all go out and get this book because i'm not done talking so after winter so winter's disobedient she's trying to find ways to get back to brooklyn she finesses she got a sugar daddy right so funny seeing the shit that winter is going through she got like this little fake sugar daddy i don't know how old the sugar daddy is but this is a nigga that she finessed he worked at a motherfucking manhattan grocery store mind you she's still in her teens he's the manager of the of the grocery store and she has a set where the nigga gets his check he gives her like 25 percent of her check 25 percent of his check every two weeks or whatever she's working the nigga you know um definitely teenage shit i guess a lot of women do this out of teenage years um it took me back to my teenage years as i was reading this but um She's just learning to work niggas with her body, with her looks. Like, this is, she's definitely taking advantage of pretty privilege, as she was taught to do so by her mom. So, she gets the sugar daddy to come pick her up from Manhattan, or excuse me, she gets the sugar daddy who was from Manhattan to come pick her up from wherever the hell her daddy moved her to, and they go to Brooklyn. And now she's having the time of her life with her friends, even though she was instructed not to go there. All right. She has this guy that she has a crush on. The guy's name is Midnight. Midnight's 22. She's 16. So it makes sense why Midnight isn't checking for her, but she wants Midnight to check for her. So she's doing everything in her power, walking up on a nigga, putting her body up on a nigga, showing the nigga her body. He gives no fucks, don't care. He works for her dad, by the way. So he's really respectful of her dad. Um, This book, I feel like, is written not so that I feel like I'm winter, but so that I feel like I'm winter's friend and she called me and she's telling me everything that happened type shit. Um, There's one... Let me try to see if I can finish the book. Okay, so, or finish what I, excuse me. Let me try to see if I can finish what I have gotten into. While she's in Brooklyn, you remember she snuck out there. Midnight comes 
and picks her up and is like, get in the car. She's so pressed because she loves Midnight. She gets in the car. Midnight ends up taking her back home to her dad's house. And her and her dad get into it. Her dad's like, girl, you're not supposed to be doing that. You're supposed to be trusting me when I tell you to stay here. You know, just being the disobedient teen that she's a, she is. She's going back and forth with her dad. Yada, yada, yada. Da, da. And I believe she goes back out there. Or something happens. No. Her mom gets to, gets into an argument with her dad. And her mom is like, you were supposed to give me a car, nigga. You ain't give me a car, nigga. Real spoiled woman. She's used to getting everything she wants. She hasn't gotten her car for her birthday yet. So she's demanding that her dad, she's demanding that her husband, which is Witcher's dad, takes her out on the town with her, takes her out on the town with him. So basically she's like, nigga, I'm going with you to do all your runs and your plays. And at the end of this day, we're going to get my motherfucking Mercedes Benz. So they go on about their day. The house is quiet. All of a sudden, Winter gets a call. Or let me say, Midnight shows up to Winter's house, right? And Midnight tells them all, Winter and her siblings, to get in the car. And they drive. And then they get to a place. Winter gets out of the car with Midnight. And Midnight tells Winter that her mom has been shot in the fucking face. All right? So that's where I'm at right now. And it's just a really good read. I'm only 38 pages in. Like, that's, you know, pretty quick. And some drama's already happening. Um, I love the character Winter. She's definitely giving... I don't know. It's just cute to watch her. I don't know. I really like it. Um, there was one point in the book where... So I told you guys that her dad was mad at her from for going to Brooklyn. So when she comes back and she gets into that argument or talk with her dad, she goes into her room, gets a blunt, and tries to, like, light it and smoke whatever. And she talks about how she smoked out the window. It took me back to a time in high school when I was, when I remember I just did some dumb shit like smoking in my room, knowing I wasn't supposed to be smoking in my room. I feel like at 16, you feel like you know so much and you just don't know everything. That's what I'm saying. Like winter definitely took me back to my teen years of just feeling like I, I ran shit. Now y'all know I, I didn't run shit cause I felt like my daddy was kingpin or anything. I ran shit cause I was making a little bit of funds and I felt like I could do what I wanted to do with my money and bitch, I wanted to get high, right? Y'all won't believe this. This is really stupid. Every time I think back to it, I'm like, Constance, do you have a brain? If you do have a brain, which I know you do, you just weren't using it back then. I was, I think I was actually 15 years old. It was 420. The coolest guys in school, I guess they were to me. I guess they were the coolest guys in school. I don't know. I tell them that, hey, we can do 420 at my house. Why did I say that? I don't have family members that smoke. I don't come from a home that like has... I just don't have family members that smoke. I had never seen my parents drink a day in my life. I had never seen a cigarette, lit a cigarette anywhere near my home. I just, that wasn't something that I should have invited them to do. You know, I would get it if I like had like my parents that smoke. Like I grew up with friends that had parents that smoked. So like the house had hints of weed. So if you smoked weed, it wasn't that noticeable. But my house never smelled like weed, never smelled like smoke, nothing. I tell them, come on, let's come over to my house. Let's hotbox the house. Let's hotbox the living room, the living room. One of my friends, a friend, my one of my friends at the time came with me. So it was me, a friend, and then we have three upperclassmen, seniors. Me and my friend are freshmen, and we're just smoking back to back to back to back to back to back to back in my house. Um, I don't think I realized that my older brother was home at the time. He comes out looking confused and dazed, as if he had just woken up, and he was like, "It smelled like the house was on fire." I just woke up, and he comes and he sees a house full of people 
getting high. I remember somebody was like, here, do you want the blunt? And my brother was like, no. And then we just left out. Didn't get caught. I'm pretty sure my parents knew that day, but I didn't get in trouble. But I look back and I'm like, Constance, why the fuck did you do that? Anything to be cool or not. I don't know why I did that. I don't even remember who all was there. I think I do, but I'm not really sure. Anyways, that was just stupid. That was on, that was one instance. I did it again. Um, me and my friends used to skip school a lot. And we skipped school and we were like, let's hop back to my room. I guess because I had never gotten caught before. I guess because I didn't get caught with that 420 day. I don't think I registered that like marijuana had a smell and it had a very distinct smell. And even if the marijuana didn't smell, like smoke had a smell. I just wasn't thinking clearly, right? So I'm like, okay, let's hop back to my room. Um, me and my friends, I don't know who all was there. We get, we skip school. We go to my home. I, this time I do it in my room, windows open. I'm like, everything should be good by the time someone gets home from work or whatever. We hop back to the room. I light a candle. I fall asleep. This day my mom gets home. She walks in my room and she knows that I smoked and she just goes ballistic and yelling and screaming and give me the cigarettes. Give me the cigarettes. I thought I was so slick. Right. So I kept saying, I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't smoke cigarettes. And she's like, well, give me whatever it is, the weed. I was like, damn, how the fuck she know what that is? But I was just, I just kept saying, like, I don't smoke cigarettes. Like, I just kept saying it, acting like I ain't even hear the weed part. And days go on, days go on. Y'all know I actually got smoke. I got caught smoking in the act of smoking. That was embarrassing. I feel like I was just a really hot teen. Like, I feel like I swear I knew stuff, but I did not. Definitely not as smooth or as slick as winter in the book. But I was one hell of a bad kid. Fake bad. Like, I wanted to be... I don't even think I thought about it as anything bad. I just wanted to do what I wanted to do. And I didn't understand that in my youth, I didn't know better. All right. I got caught smoking, right? I remember I was smoking with a friend on my back. On balcony. You know, I learned my lesson. Don't do it inside. So we're on the balcony. I typically did do it. Like, me and my friends would skip school and go to my balcony and smoke. But we did it when my mom didn't work. And this day, we're on the balcony... And the friend that I'm with says, what the fuck did they say? They were like, did your parent, do your parents know you smoke or something like that? And I was like, I mean, she knows that I do. It's not like something I'll do blatantly in front of her, but she has seen it or she is under the impression that I do something along the lines of that. Right. And I see a woman walking up with bags, but I'm thinking to myself, this isn't the time my mom is supposed to be home. So it can't be my mom and she has a car. So why would she be walking? And then the bags were just uh, like unbelievably big, like two big ass black trash bags. So I just immediately raced out of my mind, my mom. And if you know me, you know, I really can't see. So who it could have been my mom. It could have been my brother. It could have been anybody, but I couldn't see. I just had to go based off of what I thought I knew based around the time it was and the day that it was, it couldn't have been her. That's what I was telling myself. Right. She gets closer and closer and closer. And I'm here hitting the J and I'm looking at her and she's looking at me and she gets to the balcony and she tells someone with get out of here and then that just turns into a terrible freaking day and she just talks the whole time in my mom's true fashion just talks and talks. I feel like that's all parents could do at a certain age like just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk like telling you that it wasn't the right thing to do so I I did work in high school so I'm like all right let me go to the bus stop and just get out of like I'll go to work early just to get away from this so I go and I sit at the bus stop <laughs> she drives she's driving down and passes me at the bus stop but it's like get in the car and I'm like oh my god she's like I'll take you to work so she's taking me to work talking 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 I go to work I'm like all right at least I'm away from it I get home from work thinking I'm free right like I didn't heard enough talking no when I get home she turns to my brother and she's like did you know Constance got caught smoking today 
that pissed me off. I don't know why parents think embarrassing you is going to like. I don't know. Parents, they've got to come up with better disciplinary tactics. I feel like when they can't beat you no more, they don't know what the hell to do. That wasn't that bad. Like I've seen some parents expose their children like terribly to the point where they're like, I see, I saw a video recently, such a sad video. This woman was like blasting her kids. I guess her kids were like sticking up their middle fingers in videos or whatever. So she gets on Facebook live and she's like, yeah, I don't know why my kids was twerking and dancing like that. They dirty hoes. Look at how they bathroom is shit like that. Like you're not supposed to embarrass your kids like that. I would never do anything like that. I feel like whenever my kids get in trouble, if they didn't get in trouble together, the other kids don't need to know. Like you'll find out on account of, your sibling came and told you that they got an ass whooping or that they got in trouble. Not necessarily because I'm doing it to spotlight that they got in trouble in front of you. I don't know. I didn't like that, that, that she did that. That threw me off. It wasn't, like I said, it wasn't to the extent of what I saw that lady do on Facebook Live. She was really just telling my little brother. He was more so irritated that I have did it because now he got to hear it, the talking and all that stuff and be a part of it. But yeah, y'all, that I was reading a book and it just took me back. And so y'all got to get into the book because I'm pretty sure I'm going to be spoiling it every day as I read. Um, get into it. Again, it's called The Coldest Winter Ever. There were like five copies at my library. I'm sure there's so many at your libraries. Go and get you a library card and let's get reading, you guys. Um, I'm really starting to get into reading just because I want to release my mind from looking at a screen I'm always editing I'm always on my phone I'm always doing something like just giving myself some downtime speaking of downtime you guys I have not forgotten about Job and Bible study we are doing Bible studies I think I'm going to reserve those for Sundays so come Sunday we will be discussing uh Job 18 19 and 20 all right, or however many chapters I'm able to get together, we'll be discussing more Job on Sunday. So stay tuned for that. Now, you guys, I know I'm not the only person that has noticed that Instagram has been wonky. I didn't even check this morning. Let me go and see. I know y'all been realizing that we've been looking at the same stories on everybody's page all for, for the past three days. For the past three days, anytime I click on somebody's Instagram story, I got to start back at the beginning of the story. Now, I'm not really sure why that's irritating to me, but it is irritating to me. Like I already saw this. I want to see more. Also, I don't scroll on Instagram I don't use the timeline so if the stories ain't working and I can't see what's going on on the stories I ain't really got shit to do on my phone is that a blessing I guess that's a blessing it's just irritating Instagram fix it Instagram is the one app that's always fucked up don't shit work on that app and y'all want people on this app y'all done turned it into a fake TikTok with the reels don't get me wrong I love you to Instagram I really do you my favorite app one of my favorites Turn between you and TikTok. Let me get back to talking my shit. So you done turned it into a fake TikTok with the reels. Y'all got it looking like Facebook Marketplace with all the ads. Y'all want everybody to be on this app. So you're trying to find ways to make sure everybody feels like this is a place that they can call their fave social media app. Okay, boom. You got to get the stories right. Look, stories replace Snapchat, right? But the stories is broke. Fix it, Instagram, because I want to see new shit. Let me go click on somebody's story and see if it's still like that. Yes, it is still like that. And this, I know I ain't the only person that complained because I don't see so many people complaining about it. And Instagram is like, fuck you guys. Instagram is so effing whack. Content creators, you know, Instagram be on bullshit. Like you try to post a reel and the reel be loading, loading, loading. And then it says can't load. So you try to post a reel like five times. Each time Instagram will say some shit like it can't load, it can't load, error loading, error loading. Then you log out of Instagram, you come back and the shit posted like five times. Just Instagram be janky. Instagram get it together. Like you, y'all, you have been around the, excuse me, you have been around like the longest. Why is this one app 
the one app that keeps on fucking up. I think it's because y'all trying to do too many things on one app. It's okay if you just the picture app. Just stay the picture app. We didn't even ask for all these updates. Do what you can do with what you got and make it so that this app works. All right, boom. We're going to move on to the next fucking topic. Fourth of July is approaching, you guys. June is almost over. We're halfway through June. That's amazing because this month is flying. Which, by the way, don't forget, you guys, I do month vlogs every month. If you're not subscribed to my personal YouTube channel, you need to. Black Mocha, subscribe. The link is, has been in the bio. I mean, the link has been in the description box all month. All right? So you can check out my May month vlog and stay tuned for, for my June month vlog. But anyways, July is on the horizons. And you guys know 4th of July is here. Now, I get it. Some people's First of all, I get it. It's the country's tradition tradition to light up fireworks. I ain't mad about it. But to the people that buy fireworks earlier than they need to, fuck you guys. And don't let them motherfuckers rip until it is 4th of July. I hate premature fireworks. I hate fireworks season because people don't know how to act with them. I get it. It's a seasonal thing. So you excited. But it can't be nothing too exciting about you shooting up something in the air, hearing them make a loud ass pop noise and scaring the dogs and pissing me off. Y'all don't have any decorum when it comes to the fireworks. And it's even worse after the 4th of July because you'll still be hearing fireworks months after the fact. And it's like, y'all can't be that pressed for fireworks. I know people that spend hundreds of dollars on fireworks and it blows my mind every time. Um, like I said, I get it's tradition. I get it's, I get it. It may be fun. When I was younger, we used to go with um, one of the families in the neighborhood and they used to light them off all the time. So I think it's cool for the kids. But I used to be so scared to get close to them because I hadn't seen, well, I haven't seen with my real eyes, like in person, anything drastic happen. But I've heard of stories where people got hurt and I just don't play with fire. I don't do none of that shit. Anyways, keep the fireworks to a minimum this year. Just save them for the 4th of July. I'll make an exception for the 3rd of July. But prior to the 4th, shit, prior to the 3rd, like I said, I live with the exception. And after the 4th, don't let them rip anymore. Fireworks are so annoying shout out to one of my friends he knows who he is he works the fireworks stand every year and i give him a round of applause because i know that box be hot shout out to whoever works in the fire box fire work stands because i know them boxes be hot as hell and then it's just right there out in the sun oh my gosh shout out to you guys shout out to the people that have like that are able to humble themselves to assume any role at any job because people like you guys are needed Okay, a round of applause, moment of silence for those people. You guys are amazing. Last week, I talked to you guys about cutting grass. Here they are cutting grass again. I appreciate it, but at the same time, like, damn, it's so damn loud. And how often do you need to cut grass and just shut up? I hope y'all cannot hear it as I'm recording. Um, yeah, I really hope y'all cannot hear it. Let's run a brief intermission, you guys. Then we'll come back, we'll do a quick advice column submission, and we'll end today's show, okay? Run the brief intermission. If you're still here, that means you fuck with today's episode. So if you need advice, call in, all right? 240-587-3186. Call in, leave me a voicemail, and I'll address it in the next episode. Again, the number is 240-587-3186. Before we get back into the episode, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube. And if you're tuned in on podcast streaming platforms, make sure you leave a review and a rating. All right, let's head back into today's episode. All right, you guys, we are back. Before we get into today's advice column submission, I don't know if y'all noticed, but I saw that Nicki Minaj is headlining the Rolling Loud in New York, the upcoming music festival. Woot woot toot toot, right? I feel like Nicki Minaj should be at every Rolling Loud. So when I say that, I'm a little upset that when I went to Rolling Loud, she wasn't there. But I honestly hate music 
festivals. And if you do not believe me, like, first of all, let me say, let me make my statement. I hate music festivals because they suck. Now, if you don't believe me, go ahead and spend your money, waste your money and go buy one. You always see people like uh, there is a music festival that goes down in Virginia, something in the water. It went, it was in Virginia like a couple years back when I was in my senior year of college. That was probably the best music festival that I had ever been to just because it was on the beach. But I saw that they moved it to D.C. this year. I saw a bunch of people buy tickets and now I see them all selling them. I feel like music festivals are so overrated, especially because there's nowhere to sit down. You're standing up the whole time, depending on the weather. If it's too damn hot, it's too damn hot and you be dehydrated. And if it's too damn cold, it's too damn cold and you stand in there with ain't no heat. It's just ridiculous. And then don't forget you standing next to people. It's just no. It's given like I paid so much money to be treated 10 times worse than if I paid less money for this um solo artist concert like at a regular concert excuse me at a regular concert you get seats there's food obviously you have to pay for the food but it's easy for you to get from your seat to the food to get to your bathroom to get back to your seat for a music festival you got to stand exactly where you are to make sure you write on track to see your artist if you leave that spot you're not getting back in that spot I guess the further you stand, the better view you have. But the better view you have is from the screens. The closer you are, the harder it is to see because there's a bunch of motherfuckers in front of you. And tall people don't want to make way for the small people because they haven't under they haven't grasped the fact that because they are tall, if I'm in front of them, they'll still be able to see. They're so damn selfish and stingy. It's just not a good mix for me. I think the grossest part of it all is the fact that I am next to people, touching people, body all up on people. I have a vlog um, on my personal YouTube channel, Black Mocha. When I went to Rolling Loud in New York last year, it was the worst experience of my life and I will never return. So shout out to everybody that's going to get to see Nicki Minaj. I would have loved to see Nicki Minaj. Um, if you go record and tag me, I don't even know when that Rolling Loud is. It's just way too cold to be doing a music festival in New York in the fall or in the winter. I do not recommend. Um, no. Ew. Ugh. That was just the, a terrible time. Three days back to back. Going to this place standing, didn't even really get to enjoy the fact that I was in another state because it was nonstop going to and from this this concert hall. And then it's outside and then the walk from the concert hall to the car. And if you don't take a car, I don't know what the fuck you going to do. That was just not it for me. Not it for me. I think I'm a little too, quote unquote, high maintenance for that type of experience and activity. I need to sit down. I need to be able to get to a bathroom and porta potties. Porta potties are the nastiest things. And I don't think they were cleaning the porta potties out for those three days. Some porta potties had shit in them. Some porta potties had throw up in them. Some porta potties had blood in them. Like porta potties, I can't do a porta potty. That's one thing I cannot do. I was holding my pee in for as much as I could, but you there, you at the damn festival from like 12 to 10 p.m. You ain't got no choice but to use it at least once. And each time it was a terrible, terrible experience. Ugh. God forbid you're on your period when you have to use a porta potty or when you're at one of these festivals. I always get my period during music festivals. Mm, 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 mm. Oh my God. I'm not even going to share what the fuck happened during that music festival. Just, I'm no longer doing music festivals. I've only done something in the water and rolling loud, and I'm good off that. I've always wanted to go to Coachella, but ever since my experience at those two, I'm just like, you know what? I'll pass on Coachella and I'll just continue to see the shit on Instagram. It looks so lit when you're watching the videos of the crowds of people enjoying the music but no mm -mm. and then don't forget the mosh pits like people just jumping up and down and acting like they don't have sense for no reason and then Rolling Loud was full of a bunch of high schoolers no shade to the high schoolers but like I'm grown so I don't want to be 
around a bunch of 16, 17, 18 year olds just acting crazy because they finally away from their parents ready to just act like they ain't got no sense. That wasn't for me. Let's get into today's advice column submission and then we ended it. I got to get to the gym. Today's advice column submission was actually pulled from Mrs. and Mrs. Instagram. Okay, this is an Instagram account for lesbians. And today's advice column submission reads, My wife and I have been together for 4.5 years and married since November. I know y'all hear that grass cutting. I'm so sorry. Okay, two years ago, I found out that she was speaking negatively about me to her ex. We were having some issues and she was working through our problems with that ex. The ex told her that I was unsupportive. At the time, I was extremely hurt and told her that she had crossed a boundary. She stood up for their relationship with her ex, telling me that they were just friends. The week of our wedding, her ex liked something on my Facebook. I thought it was strange and so did my wife. I asked her to cut off contact as I was still feeling uncomfortable about the relationship. She said that she would. Recently, I found out that they are still talking sometimes late at night and that my wife is checking up on her. I asked about it and she said that I can't dictate her relationships. I feel this is a major boundary issue. Thoughts? All right, one second, because when I was reading the first paragraph, the grass cutting was fucking up my mental. Oh, uh-uh. First of all, you found out that she was speaking negatively about you to her ex. That's a red flag. That's not okay. One thing I do not agree with is talking shit about your partner to other people, especially not your damn ex. Because how the fuck the ex end up in it? Why the fuck the ex in communication with, you, with her? All right. Oh, why the fuck she in communication with the ex? Like, that's just a hot-ass mess. And then what next? We are having some issues, and she was working through our problems with that ex. No, that's not who she need to be working her problems out with. When y'all have problems, y'all work it out through marriage counseling. And that's pretty much it. If she want to go to a friend, okay, but really just marriage counseling. Like, I don't think people should be in the mix of your business with your relationship, especially not an ex. The ex told her that I was unsupportive at the time. I was extremely hurt and told her that she had crossed the boundary. Shout out to you for mentioning that. She stood up for the friendship with her ex telling me that they were just friends. That's not okay. Wait. She stood up for the relationship with her ex. No, 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 no. Um, this is a huge boundary issue. And you guys are married, so I'm not going to say leave her. You guys need marriage counseling. You guys need to get to the bottom of this. You need to understand why the ex still has some presence in her life. And I do not believe that what she said was right. Her saying that you can't dictate her relationships. You're allowed to have your boundaries. And if your boundaries are not communicating with an ex, then I think it's important that she respects that boundary it's not like you're telling her she can't have friends like how would she feel if you had an ex you shouldn't even have to flip it like that I think just the fact that you have this boundary and you mentioned it two years ago that you didn't like it and she's still doing it you guys need marriage counseling you guys need to sit and reestablish boundaries and then begin to respect those boundaries um that's how I feel I feel like your your wife is definitely in the wrong because I would hate to hear that my girlfriend was talking to her ex. And even worse, I would definitely hate to hear that my girlfriend was talking to her ex about me. That's just some shit that you don't do. Your ex should not know about the current status of our relationship, whether good or bad. Your ex should not even know what you're doing today. And if she does, she should know on account of her taking it upon, the ex taking it upon herself to snoop and get get in the business. She shouldn't know because your wife is telling her that, she, that all of this is wrong. What do you guys think? What do you guys think this person should do? What do you guys think about the, the whole scenario period? If your wife, husband, girlfriend, 
ex-boyfriend is still talking to their ex. Not only are they still talking to their ex, but they claim that they are friends. And your and her your partner's ex knows about the problems y'all are having in your relationship. How does that make you feel? What the fuck would you do? How do you solve that? All I can say is counseling. And then here's the thing. I understand that some people are actually friends with their exes. But that's something that I couldn't do. Like, that's a boundary I have. Like, you cannot be in... Like, why are you talking to your ex? Uh-uh. Um, mm You know. I, I felt really bad telling my girlfriend at a point in time, like, nah, I cut off. I don't really fuck with the communication with your ex. But she respected my boundary enough to make that shit shake. And I get that some people don't, but... That's why you have these conversations early. Like, y'all, make sure y'all talking about y'all boundaries with your partner. Like, have some boundaries and lay them out. Have those discussions about anything. Me and my girlfriend, we've been talking about parenting styles the other day. We're like, we need to sit and just have that discussion about what we expect so that when the time comes, nobody is confused or has a big question mark. I don't know. I don't. This is messy. This is messy. If they weren't married, I would have said, girl, dump her ass. But since they married, there's room for counseling. And working on those boundaries. Okay. Um, so yeah, I want to hear y'all's thoughts. Comment them down below. If you guys need advice, give me a call 240-587-3186. You guys can also click the link down below in the description box or in my Instagram bio that will take you to my advice column. And there you can leave an anonymous submission. Please leave me a review and a rating after today's show. Remember, I'm trying to get 20 by the end of this month. Right now I have 16. So I need four of you guys after today's episode to head on over to Constance the Podcast on the podcast app. This is for iPhone users and iPhone users only or Apple users. If you have an Apple product, just get to the podcast app. Please, I need four of you guys. Search Constance the Podcast and leave me a review and a rating. Um, subscribe to Constance the Podcast wherever you're listening to me on. Uh, follow Constance the Podcast on Instagram. Follow Constance the Podcast on TikTok. Follow my personal pages at Black Mocha. I'm on TikTok, Instagram. I'm on YouTube for sure. Subscribe to my YouTube. Black Mocha, again, B-L-A-C-K-M-0-C-H-A-M on Pinterest. And follow me on Twitter. Just follow me everywhere. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Do not forget. Cash at me, Constance Annan one dollar sign Constance Annan one. Um, trying to get some new equipment for this podcast studio. And uh, if you need, excuse me, if you want your music featured on the show, send me an email Constance the podcast at gmail.com. What else? What else? What else? Don't forget every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern time. We're going live. We're talking. We're having a fun time. We're kicking. Let's chit chat y'all i love you guys i appreciate you guys turn on your post notifications on instagram so that you don't miss me and i will see you in tomorrow's episode peace